0: talk about how there's a bill cosby reference in this episode
1: this episode is all over the place i don't know what its point is but i do kind of understand why you love it so much
0: oh i love it so much this is the one i remember i realized that over and over again every scene i was like oh i can talk along with this one why did i see this one like seven or eight times
1: Was it just the one that they reran like all the time? Was it just? It must have
0: been, and maybe part of that is because it is so palatable. Because it like no babysitter does something incredibly upsetting in this one. There are no mean girls in this one.
1: Wait, 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 wait! I can't think of anything more upsetting than.
0: Oh. Oh, we're starting here. This is where we start.
1: Wait. Let's introduce ourselves before we. Before we get too far into the tongue clicks and Bill Cosby references.
0: Hi, uh, welcome to Pizza Toast. This is a podcast about Babysitter's Club adaptations and other ephemera. Uh, My name is Christy Admiral.
1: I'm Phil Gonzalez.
0: And we watched an episode of the 1990 Babysitter's Club series entitled "Stacy's Big Break. There's huge (laughs) scare quotes around Big Break in this (laughs) case that she does not... (laughs) I mean, it could have been it could have been spoiler alert the babysitters club rules these these young women's lives and they're not allowed to do anything else so in in, in doing our like
1: homework uh, for this episode we found that the that these episodes were released on VHS mm-hmm. in cases that replicated the book covers
0: yes and
1: yes. with the Scholastic logo and everything, and that along with the, like the references to the Miss Stony Brook pageant and other like little like plot Easter eggs leads me to ask: Are these episodes supposed to be like secondary canon? Are they supposed to slot into the book series like pretty comfortably, since they obviously take place in that continuity?
0: So this one in particular feels so much like just a cut plot from yeah like a, like a cut full story from the series because we have the a plot of stacy being scouted by i think a she says like a friend of her mother's who works at bel-air's department store and wants yep. her to be in the fresh faces pageant something like mm-hmm. that it's a kind of yep. fashion show and uh stacy like enters into the world of teen modeling very briefly and the the b plot is all of the Babysitters Club charges putting on a performance of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's an extremely book-like episode.
1: Yeah, uh, we were we were watching it, and uh, either and Alana was just like, "Wait, they're doing what?" And I'm like, <laughs> and Mose Mitzi and I were like, D- "They they do this. Like they will just." They will realize their kid their their charges are slightly bored one day, and instead of saying like maybe I should read them a different book, they'll be like, "Let's put on a fun fair," and all the kids will get involved.
0: And this this ends up involving the kids we have seen before on the show, or uh, uh, mainly the Radowski's and Charlotte Johansson, who is cast Mm. as the lead, despite the fact that Charlotte Johansson is the shyest child in the world.
1: But she has black hair and uh pale skin i guess and she loves bill cosby. i
0: guess yeah she she does she likes bill cosby he's very funny uh <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, we guess that's why she likes him maybe she maybe she's a big fan of his like hardback uh his hardback non-fiction releases
0: that could be that very well could be but um you know, so we start at the top with this one yeah, let's let's
1: let's work our I, way through this one
0: okay because uh I think i i uh, i my first note is that I really like how the theme song is always set to a different scene, and I don't think we've talked about this. It's always just plays over whatever they're doing at the beginning of the episode.
1: Even if it's not much, even if it's the the cast <laughs> just being the cast against some like just walk down this street kids will film you make some faces that's
0: exactly what happens in this one we open at pizza express which is a featured location in this episode a lot of locations from the series in this episode which is nice yeah. uh and they're reading sassy magazine <laughs>
1: they are reading sassy magazine do, do you have any any history with sassy
0: magazine sassy was not one of mine it, i noted it like i was more ugh, teen magazine wise teen vogue came out around the time I, that was appropriate for my age so i was reading that i read teen people and i did mm. read 17 so 17 be, would be the like the legacy one among those i would say sassy was not on my radar
1: yeah, sassy was the uh, was the like I am a I am a forward thinking young woman. I am a I am right. I march to the beat of my own drummer. And mm-hmm. I only knew about it because I had a friend in high school who was really into Sassy magazine, and she entered the uh, Sassy magazine's sassiest girl in America competition, <laughs> and and she didn't win, but she did. She was a finalist, and she got her a photo shoot. Like, and got appeared in Sassy Magazine as one of the finalists. And in that photo shoot, she is holding an LP uh, of the Broadway Evita soundtrack. And I'll oh. have you know, I'll have you know, that's my copy.
0: I was going to say, was that your copy, Phil? Did you I own her that?
1: I loaned her my Evita LP because she wanted it to be in the photo because it was her favorite musical. And she didn't have it on record. And I was like, of course you may. So that's my, that's I my be honest name.
0: That is, I mean... <laughs> a amazing B not a bad pick for bad musical for a high school student to select like that's a that's a pretty great favorite musical to have yeah yeah i saw it in ontario a while ago it was it was spellbinding anyway uh so they're reading sassy magazine people are commenting on the fashion in sassy magazine chiefly dawn claudia and stacy who at this point let's face it most stylish members of this club Dawn is weirdly stylish in this show in the way that Claudia and Stacey are too. Uh, they've equated her to that level and I'm okay with it. I'll, I'll they try to I'll make, vibe with it.
1: Dawn always comes across as a little more casually stylish. Well, uh, California, California casually, casually stylish. Casual? <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. she's wearing she wears a sweater at one point that I couldn't figure out. It it's a V neck, but the V neck went goes all the way down to like like your navel area. Like you wear like a, a t shirt yeah, under yeah. it. And uh, I I sort of remember those sweaters, but it was it was odd enough that it really threw me off for a second. I had to go back and make sure yeah. I was imagining it.
0: Sidebar: I'm watching The Haunting of Bly Manor right now, which is set in 1987, and everybody's wardrobe is basically the same as it is on this show, so everything yes. checks out across the board. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you noticed a weird fun audio glitch, I guess on the on the. On the dialogue here, it's
1: it's actually in the second pizza uh, scene. Oh, okay, okay. Because pizza plays a big part in this, Uh, but I'll just go ahead and say that uh, in the second pizza scene, when the pizza (laughs) arrives and they're all like pulling the pizza apart, and it's like a good like forty-five minutes of just shots of teenage girls eating pizza. uh, You hear like this ad, this sort of ADR chatter that they have, uh, because obviously they're gonna ADR some of the chatter because they've edited, they spliced this all together, and Mm -hmm. uh, you hear one of the girls go so. Oh, good and then like something else and then they repeat the same ADR line of dialogue Uh so it goes so good so good and I'm like who is that <laughs> who was like who in production was like we don't have enough to fill we don't have enough to fill the space <laughs> just, just just keep having Dawn or whoever say it. it has to be Dawn too because there's this like thick accent
0: Dawn has a crazy voice <laughs> we've, Yes, we've commented on this before like I I and I have no ill will toward any of these actors. I think they I think they were doing the best they could, and usually the best they could is like pretty good enough. But yeah. their voices remain aggressively East Coast.
1: She says costume party in this first scene, and she pronounces costume like for a for a castuam pot. I was like, what what, what planet? Hey, you you're supposed to be from California. B <laughs> You're supposed to be from California. Like, it's a, well, oh, my, what does she say? She says, "Oh my gosh, this, um, <laughs> mm, say, oh my I'm my starving."
0: God, this <laughs> You've also, got he,
1: to be kidding!
0: <laughs> Don saying that, like she says. That an outfit Claudia has selected in the magazine it would be good for a costume party, which is offensive, because Claudia would have been able to pull off the look. She has some strong looks in this episode. There are some mm. statement overalls, which are my favorite Claudia staple. They're the one thing that I have like carried over into my adulthood, probably because of Claudia Kishi. <laughs>
1: Uh, and, and to, to hammer this point home that we have made in the past, almost every single scene from this show looks like it could be a cover of any of the books. Whenever yes. the girls are together, it just, they look, it looks like they are, it is, you could say this show is a little like sort of slapdash, but then when you look at it, you're like, they're working really hard to make this look like kids would envision every page of the books looking.
0: Yeah. So even like this opening sequence where mallory and jesse are looking at bargain boots or something they're looking yeah. at a sale, like a sale on boots even that like the exaggeratedness of the facial expression yes. exaggeratedness exaggeration uh like it does all look like the the illustrations within like the super specials this mm-hmm. it, it it is torn from the pages of the actual books and it's fun it is fun to identify these like i remember the final shot of the netflix uh first season because there's renewal hooray uh the final shot of the first season was the cover of super special number two yeah and that made me so happy so it it's happening pretty much constantly on this show though
1: yeah (laughs) yes um so they they have their pizza, but nothing plot-wise really happens in this scene. No, nothing It just happens. sort of fades fades into the singing. And that's where you have just the girls bopping down the street of Stony Brook looking at sidewalk bargains.
0: Yeah, because that's what they do. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they're, it, they're it,
0: always it, all together yeah
1: and i have to say like these kids seem like they really enjoy hanging out together uh, they
0: do uh the best friend pairings seem to have worked out very well for who, mm-hmm. who's been cast here because the jesse and mallory are pretty much attached at the hip they don't really yeah. have solo scenes um uh, as of yet uh as of yet. yeah and we yeah as of yet we open on a meeting right like i mean mm-hmm.
1: yeah we're, we're uh, in the midst of a meeting
0: Smash cut to a meeting. Uh, Stacy collects dues. That's not the only thing that happens, but it's worth noting that she is always collecting dues at these meetings.
1: And uh, and with the, with the, the meeting starts with them being like, all right, guys, we have to decide who's going to play Snow White in our play. And I'm like, <laughs> why do you have to decide this? Like, why? why is this so important, Babysitter's Club? It's and, a 10-minute play. <laughs>
0: One of the first one of the first things I remembered remembering was Mallory exclaiming about how beautiful Charlotte Johansson is and citing specifically her dimples, saying those mm. dimples in the squeakiest voice possible
1: uh and christy suggests just casting mallory's family because it could be snow white and the seven pikes because mallory's family is of course comically large
0: yeah my notes just had listed christy dunking on the pikes for having too many <laughs> children because because i'm glad that this is being called out it feels like it feels a little greek chorusy to be reminded that there are too many pikes although yeah. they talk about how there are too many pikes all the time in the books
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, no. And even Mallory does. Like, she's just like, I can't stand this large family I have. The only time I love my family is when they're not around.
0: I need to go to boarding school.
1: Right. You no, know, we're reading one of the right. We're reading a Pike book right now, and uh, I think I mentioned to you uh, in a conversation that uh, that in a Pike book there is always a child vomiting. Like yeah. there, yes. someone is going to vomit in a Pike book, and this time I think it was Nikki threw up. In the car, I was going to say it's so. usually
0: Margot, but sometimes it's Nikki.
1: Sometimes it's Nicky. uh, Probably he was getting picked
0: on by the triplets. Was that happening? That happens a lot.
1: They did did not pick on him until he vomited, if that's the question you're asking. (laughs) They they weren't ragging on a child until he threw up. He drank a milkshake, too large of a milkshake, because uh, the the triplets got... The triplets ordered large milkshakes. He thought he could handle it. They're in a car ride to Sea City and he drinks this incredibly large milkshake, gets in the car and vomits all over the inside of the of the station wagon or van. And uh, they all have uh, to smell it for the rest of the trip.
0: Is this Marianne and Too Many Boys?
1: No, this is a, uh, this, is it? It's a Sea City one. No, it's not Too Many. Is it Too Many Boys? I don't know. It's the one where, <laughs> this is the one where Mallory gets asked out by Toby.
0: Oh, oh, that's a good one
1: yeah so uh and she's like is it okay if i go out with toby and stacy's like he's not interested in you you're 11 years old
0: uh yeah, city here we come about it city here we come is a good one uh that's a that's a solid entry uh <laughs> <laughs> oh so during the meeting we find out that stacy has been scouted for this fall fashion show at bel airs mm-hmm. and uh she gets a phone call at the meeting about it and yes, finds she out she will not just be meeting a photographer, which is you know, okay. <laughs> she will be getting her photo taken by said photographer next week. And oh boy, is everyone the most excited they have ever been.
1: They are so excited. And here is where <laughs> you get your first first hint that Jesse Ramsey may have designs on becoming a model herself.
0: Yes. She uh, she does what wait, a lot of called maybe like a travesty or something of a of a pirouette
1: she's she's sitting on the floor okay so let's let me set the scene for you i'm watching this with alana and mitzi alana who has at, at this point about 15 years of ballet under her belt like she's been taking ballet for over a decade and a half at this point uh you see jesse ramsey on sitting on the floor like doing some kind of stretching and then she does like her she does her arms up uh mm-hmm. she's doing like ballet arm positions and alana is immediately like that girl doesn't take ballet <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's like if she was thinking about lay, her feet would be pointed right now. She wouldn't be stretching her legs with her feet like her, like her, she, her toes would be pointed. She would be, and I'm like, yep, yep. <laughs> this is not a girl who's played the lead in a uh, Capelia. This is not the girl who's had. A, she does lead talk in Coppelia. about Capelia
0: a lot. Wait till she. Well, wait till you get to the books where she talks about Gotham Rhythm all the time uh i I
1: did get to the book where she didn't get peter pan and that was amazing so
0: (laughs) oh i love when that happens she has to play the crocodile it's funny
1: (laughs) so anyway yes uh jesse jesse says that if she doesn't she wants to be a famous ballet dancer but if she doesn't make it in ballet she maybe she'll become a model and she sort of drops that later on in the episode too she's like i could be a model and i'm like what's going on jesse
0: It's like if she doesn't make the American Ballet Theater or something, which I didn't know that was the ambition. I know nothing about ballet. I've seen Center Stage and Black Swan, but that's it.
1: (laughs) I know that. I know enough to know that uh, having modeling as your fallback career is is pretty that's pretty uh, chancy.
0: (laughs) Both seem uh, good. neither seem like the most likely of prospects for a future career, but uh, (laughs) uh, go 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 off, Jesse go off. So yes. Also, somebody books a gig to watch Charlotte uh, Johansson. Stacy gets a gig to watch Charlotte uh, yeah, Johansson
1: because she's her favorite.
0: Yes. Oh, and we are reminded many times in this episode that Stacy is Charlotte's favorite. And oh,
1: Weister's. oh yes. Which again, just like the, in the books, they are very clear about that.
0: Yes. This is a the. I was, so I was talking to a friend about this episode because I needed to talk about this episode with as many people as would listen to me. And I described the plot and she said, I feel like I remember this being a book. Was this a book? And it was not. But we did talk about like the fact that they, are, they do a play in this one. And as you've already said, Charlotte Johansson is going to be cast as the lead in Snow White
1: yeah and uh and uh they mentioned the little like we said they mentioned the little miss stony brook pageant which for people yes. who didn't read the books was a was a major plot point in one of the books uh all the mm-hmm. kids got entered in this pageant charlotte johansson didn't want to but they kind of twisted her arm to, to to like it's gonna be fun and then she ended up not having fun like, in no. a very pronounced way uh and does
0: she cry and run off the stage does that i happen? think she may have cried and run off the stage yeah yeah uh, that's a and, that is a that's a great Karen book, but a very sad Charlotte book.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's it's enough that like they acknowledge it, and then they still like kind of twist her arm into playing the lead in this play anyway. They
0: definitely <laughs> talk her into it. Um, does Stacey model before we see her sit for Charlotte, or vice versa?
1: Um, yes we see her initial it's in it just an, it's not like the major photo shoot scene it's just sort no. of an initial uh initial little scene um yes but before we move on i do want to say that at the, just a couple of notes uh, in the at, 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 in the Go meeting hard. scene dawn pronounces opportunity opportunity uh, <laughs> good uh stacy complains that her hair is too curly which took me by surprise uh <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's she- maybe wavy <laughs>
0: Yeah, and she has talked before in the books about how her mother allows her to do all kinds of things to her hair. She has a body wave and I still don't know what that means. But I will say like the actress they cast for this does have curly hair. It doesn't seem like something that would bother Stacy. <laughs>
1: right oh i was wrong no it does go into the it does go right into the uh the babysitting scene because oh okay uh, okay because she's reading snow white to charlotte and there's this amazing little character moment where she's reading snow white but charlotte is mouthing along with her and it's really cute and it's great to me because charlotte is smart like Charlotte's mm-hmm. not being read to because she can't read, and it's very obvious. Like she's reading the book along with Stacy. I just, thought, I thought that was really cute.
0: You no, know, Charlotte, uh, the the girl they cast is exceptionally adorable. It makes sense she that she is it, like uh, shallowly like it, like when a kid is very very cute, it makes it more fun to babysit them. I can see why Stacy selects Charlotte as her favorite, especially because yeah, she also is smart. She, ta- mm-hmm. she talks. She talks, and like I mean, she sounds like an eight-year-old when she speaks. But everything she says is endearing and adorable. And she really doesn't want to play Snow White, but no. Stacy talks her into it uh, by deciding that they are going to have like a secret code when Charlotte gets nervous. And the secret yes. code is not like blinking or pulling your earlobe or something like kind like that could just be passed off as like a tick. It is making no. the clicking noise with your, with the tongue that the daughter makes in the movie hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you can't just say that. Please demonstrate the noise. Sure. sure. The daughter okay, makes I gotta in get hereditary. really
0: close. Gotta get really close to the mic here. It goes and it's awful. It's awful every time she does it. <laughs> and she like, yeah, like
1: opens it. But I, yeah, I can't, I can't do the click that loud. I,
0: Oh, I, I can try to, like, I can't go any louder than that, but Stacy can do it really loudly.
1: <laughs> Almost distractingly loudly.
0: Uh, I, think, I, I mean, we'll get there, because <laughs> she does do it during the performance, and I told you I would be so mad if somebody did that while I was watching a play, like, while I was in an audience.
1: Now, to, to, and to clarify, Charlotte is like, I don't want to do this, Stacy. Like, I I get nervous. I scream and cry and run off the stage, and I I don't like being in front of people. And Stacy's like, "Don't worry, Charlotte. We'll have a secret code. If if things go belly up, I'll go." <laughs> and Charlotte's like, "All right." I'm like, "What does that do?" Like, I I guess it's just supposed to remind her that Stacy's there and yeah
0: it's like meant to soothe her that she has she has a friend in the audience although becca ramsey is in the play so she should be fine theoretically
1: yes uh, because
0: like yes like in the books becca ramsey is charlotte johansson's best friend that is uh, the she is it,
1: it's great she showed up and i was like there's becca yep. like she looked I just, just like you becca are. And she was- she was acting like Becca. Now, stepping back a second, um, the little girl who plays Charlotte Johansson, uh, yes. audiences might recognize her as the little girl in the giant bed at the beginning and end of Edward Scissorhands. <gasps> uh, the little girl <gasps> being Correct. told the story of Edward Scissorhands, um, which as Have, soon as I read that, it... I was like, oh, you're right. You're totally yeah. right.
0: The one, The uh, one who learns where snow comes from. That's very uh, good for her. Good for this girl.
1: The one who had the line... Hand scissors <laughs> to which ancient Winona Rider says, No, scissor hands, <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she movie. also uh, I guess she had like a regular ro- recurring role on uh, all my children for a while she was in like seven or so episodes of that
0: I feel like um, the natural next step after you're on the babysitters club 90s adaptation is you do a stint on a soap opera like that makes sense to me
1: I feel like of course that's what you do if you're an actor too <laughs>
0: like, yeah that's true it's what a spend, lot of d- Disney kids do that sort of thing or did in my time Disney kids do way different things now <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah they do tiktok videos and uh
0: <laughs> you know what they're good at it uh they yeah are. yeah so after uh yeah after we get this through this babysitting gig and this horrifying clicking noise uh uh, we get to, we get to see Stacy doing, doing some modeling, some, uh, some like very, uh, introductory stuff, like just getting initial photos of her talking about how beautiful she is and how well she comes across on camera.
1: Now, is this the, uh, is this, a, is this, when is the scene where she tries on the clothes for her friends?
0: Uh, I think it's immediately after this. After this, yeah, because this is like yeah. your
1: this is like the initial meetup. Yes, uh, and this is and, them
0: deciding how great she is, and she is right. great.
1: Um, the cameraman <laughs> in He's, this episode,
0: he doesn't have a name for the credits.
1: <laughs> he is he is played by the late Daniel McDonald, who okay. is the brother. Of actor uh, Christopher McDonald. The famous actor, character actor, Christopher McDonald of... Of
0: of Happy you know, Gilmore fame. Of
1: Happy Gilmore fame, yeah. And, of course, a billion other credits. But, yeah, he uh, yeah. Daniel McDonald, he died in 20, 2007. Uh, and he actually has, like, quite a career as well. And, uh, and a major career on the stage, too. I guess he had a lot of stage credits. But if you look at his credits, like, he was in a lot of stuff. From Murder, She Wrote to The Ice Storm, so interesting Uh, but yeah and it was funny because he's very convincing as a professional photographer and so when i saw that he was like kind of a methody actor i was like oh he he got this role and then he did his his like homework he 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 was like (laughs) i got it i'm gonna I got, I'm going to sound like a photographer. And so he does, he, he acts like a he's, photographer. It was very good.
0: He's not bad and he's not particularly creepy. He says she looks beautiful, but it is not in like a predatory way. He's just snapping a lot of photos of her. You and I talked about this already off mic, but mm-hmm. this makes teen slash child modeling seem a little, uh, not cushier, but a, like a little friendlier than it is in real life.
1: Uh, one thing I kept having to remind myself is that they're kind of building her up, but she's not a model yet. Like, it's no. not until she, until she, spoiler alert, wins this competition, <laughs> uh, in which she's competing against, like, four people. Uh, right.
0: And they're all
1: great. <laughs> everything leading up to that is kind of just them, like, I'm wondering if they went through this with every girl. Like, we're just going to see how she had like the runway part of this competition is for show. The real part of the competition is seeing how these girls handle being in front of a camera and working with a real photographer. Like,
0: I that, yeah, that makes some sense. Uh, there's a, it's interesting. Cause like, I guess Stacy is a fairly confident character and always has been. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a weird moment in the, like in the in between portion when she's trying out outfits for her friends, when she says she looks too done up, and really she looks like standard Stacy to me in that moment. Like her hair is maybe a little bit uh, more styled than usual, but the outfit is very standard. Like, oh, this is what every she, would outfit wear to school. she tries.
1: Every outfit she tries on in that scene is fine. It's fine. It's a it's fine outfit. It's
0: fine. There's one they're she like, wears they're that like, everyone You look like hates. garbage. <laughs> She puts on a striped shirt and like tight black pants. And I'm like, oh, yes, this is what I wear to work. Clearly, they're all going to be okay with it. And everyone's like, boo. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. At one point, Christy recommends that she, uh, Christy says something about her wearing, you can wear my cleats and crushers t shirt.
0: Yes. Which
1: is a nice little like shout out to the crushers. Thank you, Christy. Yes. but yeah, I don't have a good grasp on what these girls think is a good outfit. Like no. what they it, and, and and as you said, I think uh, when we were discussing this this episode before, they just turned on the camera and told the girls to go nuts on on <laughs> Stacy. Like there's there's no dialogue here. This is, oh, this is just a director telling a bunch of teenage girls to rag on the way their friend looks.
0: Also, why does she trust anybody's fashion opinions except for Claudia's? Like, shouldn't she only be listening to the one stylish friend she has?
1: Well, even Christy says, like, what do I know about fashion? I hate it. I I resented having to get dressed up for my mom and Watson's wedding. And she's like, I,
0: I really like that line. Uh Christy, Christy has some good one liners in this episode. She's also mean, but she's always mean, so that's fine.
1: She's fantastically mean. Uh in the especially in the Snow White scenes. She gets yes. Yeah, fed up. And I She's, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah, say so, she gets uh, new did you say she gets New Yorked up?
0: No. <laughs> she said she gets fed up but close. Okay.
1: It sounded like you said she gets New Yorked up. And I was like, yes. Yeah, also she does. that
0: yeah. That's that's my feeling all of the time, particularly like the last couple days. <laughs> I'm feeling that hard.
1: <laughs> She's a regular pizza rat. So uh so So we get the, uh, yeah, so we get the, we get the gorgeous, gorgeous, the camera loves you. uh, Yes. uh, And then we get the, we, uh, there's a couple of moments here where Stacy encounters a child that she doesn't know and she cannot help but babysit. Yeah. She all of a sudden turns into like robo babysitter and is like, hey, (laughs) like she's just like super like personable with the kid.
0: Yeah. It's two adorable little girls. And both mm-hmm. of them take to Stacy immediately. I think one either sits on her lap or sits down next to her very cozily. And they're they just like, they're having a grand old time together. And she's never seen these children before. Uh, one of the mothers of the girls points out that is like, oh, you must have a lot of brothers and sisters. <laughs> sure. Stacy says, no, I babysit a lot. I have a club. And that turns it into a bit of a pitch for a second.
1: It really does. Yeah. Uh, Stacy is always on. She's always ready yeah. to like promote the babysitter's club.
0: It's true. At this point, also, we've had another Snow White scene because I'm thinking they're about to go to Pizza Express again. And Charlotte is not handling Stacy's absence at rehearsals well either.
1: No. Uh, no. And also David Michael. Is it David Michael who doesn't want to wear the tights?
0: Yes, it's David Michael who doesn't want to wear the tights.
1: Yeah, because uh, they're playing the Seven Dwarves. And they are severely violating copyright by doing Disney's Seven Dwarves.
0: They uh, absolutely are. Becca is sneezy. She does some good yeah. theatrical sneezing. Uh, uh, David Michael is grumpy because Chris, Christy says, well, you sure are grumpy after he won't wear the tights.
1: Yeah. And Charlotte is nearly catatonic because Stacy <laughs> hasn't shown up for the rehearsal. And She's... Christy is... Christy looks like she's on the edge of tearing someone's throat out because Charlotte will not stop
0: whining. To be fair to Charlotte, she doesn't want to do this. Nope. Like, this was never her idea.
1: The only reason she's agreeing to participate in this at all is because her best friend in the world, Stacey McGill, said she would be there, and she's not. <laughs> Because she's no, being because chatted Stacey up cannot, by a photographer.
0: Yeah, Stacey cannot be relied upon in this episode by anyone at all. Not by, not by her new employers. Not by her babysitting charges. No one. For the for the sake
1: of the audience, let me emphasize. These are not Stacey McGill's family members or real friends. These are no. children that she is paid to take care of sometimes.
0: This is, this is true. They've talked, and this is, I mean, like they'll talk about how she has a sisterly bond with Charlotte but no she has a very much a favorite babysitter bond with Charlotte there's nothing sisterly this is, about. This is a
1: problem with the whole series forever like that's one yeah. of those things where like because you're centering a, a a book series on a babysitting club the babysitting has to take a slightly larger level of importance than it would in a normal person's life this is the episode that kind of just... Just solidifies all that into like a perfect, yeah. perfect orb.
0: Yes. So, so after, after the uh, Snow White scene, after a little bit of a photo shoot with Stacy. also, oh, by the way, when she's wearing like this big overcoat and they get her to take it off right before she gets her photo taken, did you think she was going to be wearing a bathing suit under it? And were you happy when she was wearing shorts and long sleeves? I never
1: <laughs> I never honestly believed she would be wearing a bathing suit because I know this show yes. isn't going to put its actors yes. in bathing suits. Uh, But I was just like, oh my God, what are they, what is she going to be like? I thought it was <laughs> going to be like some like weird out or like I something like, it's just, she's cold. Like they were keeping her. And that's when I was like, oh, they're trying to make this look like a real photo shoot. Like they don't want it yeah. to get frozen. It's very cold outside and they're doing Third a summer shoot
0: yeah.
1: on rollerblades
0: yes this is, I mean it's a cute little montage she's great she does some good work uh, she's wearing shorts and like a, a shirt tied at the waist it's cute whatever mm-hmm. uh, and she meets up with the babysitters they eat pizza and everyone is mad at her everyone is just angry at her
1: very mad also she won't eat because oh, she's been told be- yeah. she's been told by the woman uh, uh, mrs. Stewart who's kind of like her handler like uh, yeah who who she, she's kind of she's in a lot of the episode um but she's been told apparently by mrs stewart that if she really wants to be a, a model she's going to need to lose 10 pounds And because
0: apparently the camera adds 10 pounds, which I've heard about video recording, but not still photography.
1: Right. And I was like, if he's a good photographer, it won't add 10 pounds. In fact, a good photographer can really make you look good if they do their job right.
0: One Um, of the other girls says something about her diabetes at this point when she says she's not going to eat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's like, they're like, you already can't eat so much because you have diabetes. If you stop eating pizza, you're going to turn into a twig.
0: Yeah. And then they there's a mention of anorexia, which is weird. It's-
1: which then Jesse denies it's a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. None of that is good. <laughs> Nothing that happens here is good. I think Christy's
1: like, some models are anorexic. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And she goes, it's true. And then Jesse goes, it's not. They're all gorgeous. And I'm like, it's very weird. <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe you're in ballet, Jesse Ramsey, considering the Anorexia book is about Jesse Ramsey helping, like, trying to help a girl who has anorexia.
0: Yes. It's like Jesse and the Horrible Secret or something like that. It's a rough one. Uh, But then Stacey shoves a piece of pizza in her mouth, and it's great.
1: Yeah. And uh, while they're all, like, while they're all shoving pizza in their mouth, you know the pizza's good. A, because someone says so good twice. And... (laughs) B because Dawn, being a face actor, and I love her so much, I this episode made me love her even more, takes a bite of pizza and goes like her <laughs> eyes her eyes roll into the back of her head. She and, loves the pizza so much.
0: And normally Dawn is not so big on pizza, because like, oh, that's so many carbs, like, that's so much refined sugar in that sauce.
1: Yeah. Dawn is California casual, and she also is a not a junk food eater, which includes like things like pizza and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of glad we've like she said something about uh, like eating veggies in an earlier episode. Like she wanted raw veggies yeah. for her snack at a sleepover, I think. But I'm glad they've dispensed a little bit with that, because man, I want to see Dawn eating pizza all the time. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Apparently, and, she uh, does th- too. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then we find out. We find out that Dawn accepted a babysitting gig with Charlotte. Stacy gets really angry about it. Everyone's so mad at this dinner.
1: Well, Charlotte shows up at the pizza place with she her does. mom with Doctor Johansson to pick up a pizza, and Stacy's like, "Oh, it's Charlotte!" And she goes running over. She's like, "Hey, Charlotte, how'd rehearsal go?" And Charlotte's like, "You abandoned me, and now Stacy's, and now Dawn is going to be my best, my sister friend." And she's like, "What?" And she's like, "Dawn said that you'll never babysit for me again, and you can't come to my show." And then she like floats out of the pizza place. And then Stacy like books over to Dawn and is like, "What did you tell her?" And she's like, "I just told her that you couldn't be at rehearsal today. That's all I told her." And Dawn
0: says, sure. "I don't know yeah. your schedule," which is true.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she, which isn't true. I mean, they're all their schedules are written down in the notebook.
0: Oh, true, true. But
1: but <laughs> it is a, it is one of those wonderful moments of when I and I appreciated this where dawn didn't do anything wrong charlotte though being an eight-year-old like built built all this up in her head like sort of created her own narrative like oh stacy doesn't like me anymore stacy doesn't want to be there anymore and no matter what stacy says now she can't undo it it's also very much like a book and this might be the reason your friend thought this was a book because like every third book all the babysitters end up hating one of the other babysitters yeah. for, for no really good reason. They're
0: really mad. And uh, I mean, this is one, I guess, not good. Is this good? They don't get as angry at her for like displacing the B- the BSC in her life as they could. Because normally, like five times out of ten, like half the time, it's everyone is mad at somebody else because they have developed a new hobby. <laughs> Or they've like yeah. they've met and made a new friend. Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <And good. the, laughs> this happens multiple times where everyone gets mad at them because there is something else taking up space in that sitter's life. And God forbid anything take the place of the Babysitters Club, the single most important institution in the
1: world. Now now keep in mind that this is a book series that ran for what, fifteen years? I think yeah. I, almost fifteen years? Yeah. So if you're a child reading this you're not reading a hundred and wh- however many books in your life. You're reading like a handful in the period of time you're reading them, unless mm-hmm. you're a kid who's like one of the one of the babysitter club. But most kids aren't reading like every single babysitter's club book. But when you do read it from beginning to end, this cumula- cumulative repetition of, of the babysitter's club hating one of their members for daring to make a friend outside of the club <laughs> or like for showing up late to a meeting twice does like <laughs> – Kind of build up. But I can see where, like, you repeat these themes a lot because kids are kind of dipping in and out of the series.
0: Right. And every once in a while, a friend slips past that everyone is kind of okay with. Like, I think Claudia and Stacey are both friends with a girl named Erica Bloomberg, and no one seems to care about that particular thing. It's what a puzzle this series is.
1: Or your friend turns out to be a villain later on. So <laughs>
0: Yes, that also that's happen. Is that Ashley Wyeth? Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's
1: <laughs> no. I was actually thinking of Stacy's friend, uh, of Lane.
0: <laughs> oh, or uh, Stacy and the Bad Girls. I'm so excited for when you get to that arc. By the way, Stacy versus the BSC, and Stacy and the Bad Girls are both excellent, uh, excellent works of fiction. Anyway, so <laughs> so, <laughs> so Stacy then on the day of the play, the the uh, pivotal Snow White performance. Oh no! Wait, I'm skipping a huge part. She wins the, the uh, Fresh Faces competition first yeah. before before she is then uh, drafted to be in this commercial. And for but, those
1: of you who have always wondered, the interior of Bel Air's department store looks like at they they were just at the bottom floor of Sears. Like yeah, the... it's
0: it's very Coles, it's very Yonkers, like it's it's yeah, very ev- it is very cold store. Yeah. And the runway is just like set up in one of the uh, kind of corridors, like one of the hallway portions of the store. Uh, one of the girls is wearing a pretty good raincoat. Um, it's good. <laughs> Stacy wears a lot of berets in this episode, which I found empowering because I bought a beret recently in a fit of insanity. And this made me feel good about that decision.
1: <laughs> See? Regular Stacey McGill. Uh, the <laughs> Babysitter's Club. The Babysitter's Club also constitute a third of the audience. Yes. They are. And they
0: all scream when Stacy comes <laughs> up. And I felt really bad for all of the other girls who had no audience.
1: There is one girl at the end. So it's two girls are announced, then Stacy, then the fourth girl. And it's like, first, girl number one, girl number two, Stacy McGill. Yay! Girl number four, si- dead silence. It's- and I'm like... Oh, like even as a kid, we knew you applauded for everyone, at least applauded for them if you weren't going to scream.
0: Usually at an event like this, particularly if you were hosted in the school, you would be told not to cheer until everyone was done. But the Babysitter's yeah. Club, they don't care about your rules. They're going to cheer for their friends.
1: Typically at an event like this, those other girls' families would have been there. I don't know why they're alone.
0: <laughs> they're alone. They're all orphans. So uh, so Stacy wins. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Part of it is a trip to Hollywood, California, which everyone freaks out about. Even though Dawn is from California, this would not be that exciting.
1: <laughs> also, a one-year modeling gig with Bel Airs. Or with, yeah, uh, yeah the, as their, like, in-house model or something.
0: Yeah, apparently they uh, have, like, an they, there's some sort of agency situation here. But yeah, she wins. Uh, she's great. All the girls hug her. They forget about how much they hate her for a second. <laughs> Uh, yeah she, and
1: uh and then she gets pulled away by
0: miss stewart the, yeah
1: miss stewart yeah
0: yeah and she has to she has to go do something and, and then she has to go do a commercial that they don't tell her they're going to film that day <laughs> i was i was bothered by this so weird yeah
1: it's the day of the play which is at four o'clock and mm-hmm. stacy has to do like She's having a meeting with Miss Stewart and she's doing some readings, like she's reading a script or something. For Mr. And, Moisturizer, uh, yeah. Yeah. And the woman's like, You're reading too fast. What's going on? And she's like, Oh, I have to be out of here. I have a thing to be at at four. And she's like, Stacy, there's a commercial shoot at four. And Stacy's like, What? And I'm like, What? That's not how this, <laughs> this industry works. Like, you can't she didn't just sign not tell a thing. Somebody. Her, her parents aren't there.
0: Right. There is a there is a glaring lack of Mrs McGill in this episode for her knowing is Stewart.
1: Yeah, uh, and so Stacy is supposed to shoot um like a, a commercial. Like just a, like the like the the they're here. they're waiting for you downstairs, Stacy. We're we're shooting a major commercial right now, and I'm like,
0: <laughs> we're shooting the commercial at four, which is when you are supposed to watch some children perform Snow White.
1: And I'm like, D- that's not how any of this works. No, uh, this is this is the point where I mentioned that. My child, my younger child, did child modeling and it's a process. She had to like go to, she was a baby. Like, I, I, and I cannot even walk baby and had to go to like auditions and like there was like babies in reserve. Like, it was, it was a huge, she was the target catalog cover the year she was. I baby.
0: did not know any of this, by, by the boy. way. Like, you Mitzi, dropped it is the- so casually. <laughs>
1: Mitzi was the featured baby on the cover of the Target catalog. Uh,
0: I honestly couldn't there. be less surprised. She, I can't imagine how big her eyes were when she was a baby.
1: Huge, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the and the German woman cast as her mother did a great job as well. Uh, <laughs> And then I did commercial. I was not never in commercials, but I auditioned for a ton of commercials because there's a big commercial-making machine here in the Twin Cities. So uh, there's a big talent agency. And so, like, they had to have me go out to commercial auditions. And it's grueling. And they bring out tons of people to try out for commercials. It's not like, ah, you're good. You you took some nice pictures. No, there's, like, going to be a product. And then you sign contracts, and you have to go through, like, a thing, and they, they do screen tests. Like, it's...
0: That was, yeah, yeah. so that was the thing that really threw me because i know enough about tv production which is obviously not exactly the same but i know enough to know about call times and stacy would have known <laughs> something about the schedule here <laughs> and it's so crazy that the woman is like oh don't be ridiculous y- you can't have scheduled something well we have scheduled this for you and not informed you that we have done so
1: yeah uh, this was the part where I was just like, I get what they're trying to do. Like yeah, they're raising yeah. the stakes. Like they yeah, need they, it. They need yeah. Stacey to make a decision right now.
0: No, they want you to see that either Stacey can continue her happy life of babysitting, or she can leave all of that behind. And and there's no way she could balance the two. There's simply no possibility of that.
1: <laughs> now she could have made the decision because they told her to lose ten pounds. And yeah. that's a horrible thing to do to a thirteen-year-old in that any situation. Point,
0: that was the point at which she maybe should have stepped out. And she, to her credit, she did shove that pizza in her mouth and, and reject yeah. <laughs> the idea of really going on any kind of like, like strict diet at that point.
1: They showed for a brief moment that the industry is a little bit gross. Like, yes, and I thought that's what it was going to be. Like, I don't no. want to any part of a, an industry that makes me feel bad about myself like i i have friends who make me feel good about myself but instead it's more like there she's like stacy you can be rich and famous beyond your wildest dreams and she's like yeah i have i have until like like i want to be a kid i can be rich and famous when i grow up and i'm like
0: yeah probably probably no it's gonna probably be probably harder shall. for you when you grow but that's okay yeah. uh this, this yeah, she was your, like your a- big break yeah she <laughs> it's in the episode title come on <laughs> like so she yeah she gives miss stewart the speech about how uh she's very sad she doesn't get to go to hollywood but uh babysitting and <laughs> she gets out of there she like dives onto the couch in whichever house they're performing this play and next to claudia who gives her a hug it's cute it-, it made me happy it's nice to see the two of them together and uh, she arrives in the nick of time because, okay, no one is doing a good job at this play. Let's just acknowledge that up front. Like, everyone's falling all over themselves because they're children. hmm And Charlotte blanks out, and Stacy's there.
1: Now, no one's doing a good job because they're kids, and they don't know what they're doing, and they're not yeah. actors. Right. Uh, but they've built a set. They That's have beds they made. And there's costumes. and. Mm-hmm. A script of sorts. I'm like, that this is it, it's imagine, imagine Joe's plays from Little Women, and yeah,
0: we're, it's very it's similar. Kind of,
1: like, whose passion was this? <laughs> Which of uh, the, the babysitters babysitter. was like, was just like, <laughs> this is my, like, usually, though, Claudia would be like, I'll design the sets, right? And but. They just kind of threw it. I mean, it's the, like you said, it's the babysitter's club. But yeah. the set looks decent. Like, so they built little beds for all of the dwarves. And that's the like.
0: wild thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, Charlotte, like, goes into a fugue state briefly. <laughs> I love the, the portrayal of her being nervous is her just, like, saying the, the first two words of the line and stopping. Just, like, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, so you're a bunch of times. And then Stacy, sitting on the couch, sees Charlotte, makes the horrible noise, does a does a big (laughs) and and Charlotte then launches into like what is almost a model. (laughs) Like like it's a
1: She doesn't just do the noise. She does the noise, which shakes Charlotte out of it a little bit. Charlotte looks up and makes eye contact with her, and then Stacy, looking like a nightmare, goes (laughs) And then yeah. it cuts back to Charlotte, and you hear Stacey do it again. So she clicked about six times while the audience does nothing. No one's like, it's shut up.
0: bad. No one acknowledges that this is happening, except uh, Charlotte sort of acknowledging it's happening by suddenly being a good actor.
1: Yeah. By suddenly, uh, it does have a sort of a feel of like, like an amazing Creskin thing, or like, Stacy somehow hypnotized Charlotte into like. Yeah.
0: Like, and then uh, when uh, you when yeah. you hear
1: the clicks, you'll remember your lines, and you'll be a famous <laughs> actor.
0: And then there's like a there's a fun fade to the end of the play, and all of the dwarves are. This is very we- cute, and, and it, it, this reminds me of babysitting very strongly. Kids pretending to cry because when a kid mm. pretends to cry, it is the single most theatrical thing they've ever done. And they're all, cry- all of the dwarves are crying over Snow White, and Christy comes in as the prince because apparently mm. she had to fill this role. No child could fill it; it had to be Christy. And yeah. it's it's nice they uh, uh she brings she brings Snow White to life. They dance around. Everyone is so happy. And Stacy will never be a model again.
1: Everyone's just so they're like, so what happened? And she's like, I quit. And they're like, what? And they're like, and she says, anybody can be rich and famous, but not everybody can be a member of the babysitters club. And I'm like, I think you got that backwards. Like I think I think that's literally the opposite of what's true. Not everyone can be rich and famous, but I think all you have to do is just sort of hang around them long enough and be somewhat competent.
0: And even then, like, how good of a babysitter is Shannon Tilborn, do we know?
1: She seems okay when she has to do it, but she only babysits like every four months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's too busy being wealthy. What a weird what a what a weird uh character inclusion that is. Yeah, so that's this episode. This episode uh where Stacy is maybe going to be a rich and famous model, but it is more important that she be there in the audience for a performance of Snow White.
1: Now my question for you is because she because she backed out of the commercial which she didn't know about. A, yes. does she get fi- like does she like break account- like are they like okay, but you have to reimburse us $10,000 because we have the whole like we've already paid <laughs> for the day so
0: (laughs) well we didn't ever see her sign a contract true but that is a lot of work on the part of the people who are actually like producing like they all they all put a lot of work in for nothing that day unless they were able to call in one of the other girls at the last minute i'd like to think that one of the other girls in the competition went on to become like uh, like a Chrissy Teigen like now it's one of the most famous models in the world and Stacy passed that up because she needed to go make clicking noises at a child <laughs> which is what this episode is about making clicking noises at a child she
1: should have just recorded herself making the clicking noises and been like if Charlotte goes up on stage just play this recording and she'll know what it means <laughs>
0: And also, it, it, does
1: she get to keep? Does she still get the trip to Hollywood? Does she get to keep the wardrobe from Bel Airs?
0: It sounded like no regarding the yeah. Hollywood trip. She says like, "How that that would be amazing, but no, I can't do it." They better take away the wardrobe if she's gonna give up on everything else. Yeah. Like, how can she Who ever knows? go to Bel Airs again?
1: How does her mom lose her job?
0: I mean, I hope her mom doesn't lose her job. But like, I wouldn't show my face in the department store anymore if I. Right. Yeah, if i one, wonder, her friend's
1: gonna be like, "We put a lot of work into that kid of yours. I spent a lot of time with that kid of yours, who you said was just champing at the bit to be a model. And guess what? Your, that kid of yours did Stacy's mom."
0: <laughs> I a thought I just had is that they can't have this up like this. This can't happen within the book series because then there are repercussions whenever they go to Bel Airs, which is frequently.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons I asked about the the sort of like secondary canon of the book series, Mm -hmm. because that's also a reason why Stacey McGill has to reject, like this can't become a regular, like, she can't fold this into her interest, be like, I can be a model and I can also be in the baby girl's club. Because if it's pseudo canon, it has to sort of reestablish the status quo at the end, because she's Mm -hmm. obviously not a model in the books. So... You gotta, you can't like have the, her like like the read like the viewers and the readers would be like, what? She never becomes a model like that's not a thing. Yeah,
0: right. So this story feels very of a piece with the books. Uh, it could exist. This could be a thing that it happened, but mm-hmm. I don't think it, I I would not necessarily call it. Certainly not primary canon, right?
1: Oh no, oh no, but yeah. close enough. Uh, sort of like sort of pseudo canon like the first two episodes like
0: yeah uh, and when we get to the Christmas episode it's really closely tied to the babysitters uh, the babysitter's club Shane letter which is mm. technically canon well I mean we'll see it's also hard because like you have all of these secondary series that some of them I don't really consider canon like I would not consider the friends forever series canon even though it is like post- yeah real series. it's a whole thing like there's there's so much weird babysitter's club ephemera that i think i'm the only person who cares about
1: (laughs) i mean the the super specials are definitely canon uh yes the the one-off like logan books are Mm -hmm. are referenced back to like they definitely make mention of them but i never am aware of them making reference to like the mysteries like those don't seem to like really reverberate throughout the series they're never i'm there i'm never like drop the plot point that i'm like when did that happen like so i'm assuming that that kind of
0: no there are definitely characters that are a bigger deal in the mysteries that when they reference them in the main series they seem to have more weight than they would otherwise i think Hmm. carrie retlin ends up being kind of a big deal character in later books oh really you'll get to him he's a bad boy
1: I knew a bad boy named Carrie, and when I was in elementary school, so Carrie naming out. a
0: boy Carrie is like the that is like the first step toward making him a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I have a
1: question for you. Uh, yes, a, a bit of a philosophical question.
0: Please uh, about
1: this series about this series. So, the Babysitters Club books, and I guess the mm-hmm. TV show as well. They are, they sort of sit in this place where there's they're semi, they're supposed to reflect reality enough that kids feel like, this could be me. But they're also supposed to be like aspirational enough that kids could be like, I could do this. This is something that I could accomplish. And this episode is one of those weird stories where I'm like, what is it trying to say to the to the audience? Is it trying to say, like, modeling's a... Stick with what you know. Modeling's a bad gig. You 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 should devote more of your time to your friends than your personal, like, development. <laughs> I don't really know.
0: I don't know that there is... Des- trying to figure out if there is a moral here. Because I think if there is one, it is that you should stick with what you know because you are already good at that. Because Stacey's yeah. very good with Charlotte. It is something that we know as readers going into this series. Sta- like, uh, like Charlotte and Stacy are each other's favorites. And she has always had this unique connection with her. Like, we know all of that. Yeah. And what we're being told here is that is more important than Stacey developing a side hustle as a 13-year-old.
1: <laughs> it's weird. Which I guess is for the best.
0: I guess. I guess. But also... it, it always with this it is to the to the detriment of their outside development when they when they have to stop doing something because all of the rest of the like all the rest of the babysitters aren't doing it and therefore uh it's it doesn't have value the only exception like the only consistent exception is jesse being a ballerina but she was that before she met any of them as far as i know
1: right and maybe claudia's art
0: Claudia's art is okay, uh, but that is at least in part because it so often benefits the club. Right. And recall, like, when she became good friends with Ashley Wyeth, Ashley wanted her to pursue art in a, in like, a more real way, and the girls talked her out of it.
1: That's true. Well, Ashley is also a little bit of an odd duck, so...
0: I love Ashley. <laughs> Ashley's one, Ashley is perhaps my favorite one-off character in the series.
1: Um. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, it's just, cause because this because this episode made such a big point of of her not yeah getting what she wanted. It, it just sort of it really did strike me as like was, as as yeah.
0: I will say they're like the first of the like Marianne and the Brunettes doesn't really have that much of a moral. Maybe the moral is communicate in that one. Mm. Whereas the second episode is like don't judge people because like uh, outer appearances, and then this one is just like. Uh, say hello to your friends, <laughs> basically. <so. laughs> uh,
1: and finally, of course, uh, crazy credits. The girls are seen walking from behind with their arms around each other. <laughs> I uh,
0: I ended up reading uh, like the totality of the the website of the woman who sings the theme sequence. She also wrote it. Uh, mm-hmm. She's she's also in a band called the Acapellas. I was learning a lot. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know if you were aware,
0: but there's a lot going on in our country right now. And it's nice to think about the Babysitters Club instead. It
1: really is nice to think about the Babysitters Club (laughs) instead. What do we have? Uh, What's
0: coming down the pike next?
1: I was just going to say: what is our next show? Our next, our next big babysitting adventure on the Docket. It is Christy and The Great Campaign.
0: I don't remember this episode. So I remembered Stacey getting her big break. I do not remember Christy staging A Great Campaign. So I'm excited. This is,
1: this is Christy and The Great Campaign. So, uh, But that's it. That's our episode. That's the We're episode. Done. Uh, ba-
0: babysitter's Club above all. Uh, no, God's no Masters, only babysitters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> check out our uh, twitter feed we have a twitter feed don't we, we yeah we do feed.
0: it's pizza toast pod and someday i'll make a facebook fan page but i the worry with a facebook fan page is when you invite your friends to like it you invite literally your entire friends list by default and i don't know if i want to do that but maybe i do
1: yeah and then you're like oh this is just another group of my friends i don't know if i need that in my life
0: <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> that's all i have on the internet okay okay <laughs> Are we done? I think we're done. (laughs) Awesome. Bye. (laughs) Bye.